It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Astros fans, Lauren Blackwell up in the radio broadcast booth with your broadcast team, Steve Sparks and Robert Ford. Guys, the Astros are 6-1 on this 10-game homestand. They have the best home record in the majors. Robert, with that being said, how important is every win this late in the season with potential postseason on the horizon and home field advantage? Well, it's very important because, as you mentioned, home field advantage still a possibility for the Astros right now, a half game behind both the Yankees and the Dodgers for potential home field throughout the playoffs, not just in in the uh, American League part of the playoffs, but also, too, the sooner that you can potentially clinch the division, the sooner you can maybe rest some guys, get some guys off their feet, uh, give some some call-ups, some chances to play, things like that. So, yeah, it, it's still still very important. 30 games all equally as important. Speaking of important, Sparky, Charlie Morton returns to Minute Maid Park tonight opposite Justin Verlander. I don't know about you guys, but one of the most highly anticipated yeah. matchups, I think, for us all season long. How special will tonight be given the seasons that both of these guys are having individually and the history that they made together? Yeah, it's two of the, the best pitchers in all of baseball right now. Verlander pitching as well as probably he's ever has mm-hmm. in his entire career. When you just say Charlie Morton's name, I think a lot of people just smile. I smile. Uh, Robert smiles. Everybody in the clubhouse, the fans smile. Just thinking about Charlie Morton, how humble he is uh, and how good he is. He's a nasty pitcher out on the mound. He's going to be very tough to beat uh, here at Minute Maid Park, but I think it's going to be emotional for everybody. It's going to be a fun one, guys. Fans, don't forget, tune in each and every postgame and pregame. Sports Talk, 790 AM, Robert Ford and Steve Spark. Reddick, since the All-Star break, only three extra base hits. Kind of how it's been going. Looking for a big two-out RBI. That would give the Astros the lead. Berea working hard. Here comes his 70th pitch. And that's a liner up the middle. Base hit for Reddick. The Astros lead 2-1. to one. Excellent plate appearance for Reddick. And RBI number 38 on the season. A bullet. Man, does that feel good for Reddick. I don't think I've ever pulled for anybody that hard. And I don't think you were alone. I think the guys in the dugout feel similarly to, to us up here. Everything was away to Reddick in that at bat. He saw a few sliders. He got a slider there. It was down and away. Pretty good pitch, but he stayed with it. Had seen it already a couple of times. Yeah, stayed on it, Robert. I just think, you know, once I saw him pop up and hustle so hard down the first baseline his last time up, just thought, man, he needs this. He's giving it everything he can for the team and setting a good example, playing hard every day. And that's bounce right side. Just fair down the right field line past Pujols. Hits off the sidewall where it juts out. Two runs will score as Guriel comes in. So does Toro. A two-run double for Reddick. And it's 9-1 Astros. Boy, a lot of teammates really happy for Reddick, who's been grinding this slump out. First multi-hit game since July 14th for Josh. That has to feel fantastic. Absolutely, yeah. This, this last month and a half has been a real grind for myself. But uh, fortunately on this ball club, this is a ball club where you, you don't have to be the guy every day. And uh, these guys have done a great job of, of getting the wins we need and, and not really uh, having to worry about me. You know, I keep saying all the time in this lineup, when I'm hitting ninth, we're usually up 3 nothing. So it's pretty, pretty, <laughs> ni- pretty nice and relaxed to uh, not have to be focused on down there. Hey, Josh, we were laughing, and at one point during the game through the first six innings, you and Brantley and Marisnik could have 
sat down and, and have been the same outcome because nothing was coming your way. Absolutely. The last two days have been fantastic for me. I've gotten one ball in, eight, in 18 innings, and that's, that's every outfielder's <laughs> dream on a day game. I'll tell you that much right now. Hey, Reddick, hey, congrats on the, on the good day offensively. Thanks for joining us. Yep, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros start a three-game series against the Tampa Bay Rays. This is a continuation of a 10-game homestand for the Astros on which they're 6-1 and one after an 11-2 win in their last game over the Angels on Sunday. Josh Reddick, two hits, including a double drove in three. Framber Valdez, in his return to the big leagues, gave up a run over six innings, struck out eight to get the win as the Astros have won four in a row and seven of their last eight, taking on a Rays team that has dropped their last two games in Baltimore, including an 8-3 to three loss to the Orioles on Sunday. Astros 85 and 47, first in the AL West, nine games ahead of Oakland. Rays 76 and 56. They're second in the AL East, nine and a half games behind the Yankees, but tied with Oakland for the top or the second wild card spot in the American League. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Astros sending Justin Verlander to the mound today, and Verlander's been on a historic roll, certainly with the, the strikeouts. Uh, seven consecutive starts with 10 or more strikeouts. If he does it again today, that would tie a big league record. Yeah, and he'll be mentioned with, with Pedro Martinez and Chris Sale, same breath as those two pitchers who are such great strikeout artists. Like Justin Verlander, who's only 55 strikeouts away from 3,000 now in his illustrious career. And I, I would beg to... Uh, you know, for somebody to show me that he's had a better stretch in his entire career than what he's been doing uh, so far in the, probably the last 10 or 11 starts, the way he's throwing the baseball. So it's going to be a great pitching matchup, probably the uh, probably the best pitching matchup in, in the regular season in the American League all season long. And Charlie Morton, our old buddy, is on the mound yep. for Tampa Bay. And Verlander second in the American League in ERA, Morton third in the American League in ERA, and those two are in the top ten in a, in a lot of categories around baseball. Yeah, it's hard to imagine we're going to be rooting against Charlie Morton yeah. as much as we like him. You know, it's the same way with the, all the players in the clubhouse right now, knowing that uh, you're going out there against your buddy, somebody that they went to the trenches with and came out victorious, and and forever to have those great memories along with Charlie Morton finishing this, the World Series for the Astros. Uh, in 2017 Los Angeles but uh, what a pitcher man he is so good since coming to the Astros a couple of seasons ago he's continued on with the Tampa Bay Rays just nasty he's up to his percentage of curveballs this year and of course that four seam fastball up in the, up in the zone the Astros are going to have to lay off of that one Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, for whatever reason, this Tampa Bay Rays team has been a really tough matchup for the Astros. The Rays have won or tied the season series with the Astros. Every year the Astros have been in the American League, and they're the only team to win season series over the Astros in both 2017 and 2018, and it just seems like it doesn't seem to matter, especially at Tropicana Field. The, the Rays handle the Astros pretty well. Yeah, you know what? I mean, they're very fundamentally sound. Uh, they, they work hard, they prepare well, and, and they get players who hit the ball real hard. 
that's part of the analytics team. The other thing is they throw the ball really hard. They've got a lot of velocity out of all their arms, out of the bullpen and the rotation, and, and they just figured out a way to do things on a shoestring budget that a lot of teams, even with a lot of money, haven't figured out. But uh, the Astros certainly respect the Tampa Bay Rays, especially since they've gotten the better of them in the last few years. Coming up next, we'll hear from A.J. Hinch on the Manager Show, presented by Waste Management. And a little later, we'll hear from Tampa Bay Rays broadcaster and former Astros broadcaster Dwayne Stats. But now this from your local station. Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park, head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind Home Plate for a wide selection of Carbach beers, including Love Street Blonde, Hopadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at carbachbrewing.com or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. We're talking with A.J. Hens before the three-game series with the Tampa Bay Rays and Familiar foe today, and there's going to be a video tribute of Charlie Morton before the game. Uh, anything that sticks out to you, AJ, about Charlie uh, more than anything else? <laughs> I mean, your show's not long enough to have I this know. conversation, but I, I think Charlie will be well-received here. I think the fans, the players that were here with him, coaches, me, we'll all, we'll all tip our cap to Charlie for what he did, and then we'll try to go out and beat him. You know, I think it, his, his legacy here and his impact here and how beloved he is – um, is, is very deserved and, and you know the, the, the biggest memory of him throwing his arms up in the air after the 27th out of the World Series. Seager getting into the box. Morton working from the first base side of the rubber. Astros lead 5-1. to one. Pitch on the way. Round ball right side into the shift to his left Altuve. Has it in short right. Throws to first and the Astros are 2017 World Series champions for the first time ever. The Astros are baseball's best. Game seven on the road at Dodger Stadium, and the Astros prevail. A mob scene out behind the pitcher's mound as the Astros celebrating their world championship. Being in tears, going and grabbing his wife and kids like we all did going on the field. and. <laughs> Um, just a memory entrenched in Astros history, but more importantly in, in human history with, with the, you know, the team that we had. Have you ever seen a, a wider gap between such a, a nice, humble person and a nasty pitcher in your life? <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we, we talk about him as a person so much, but then you look on the field and he's really, really good. Yeah. You know, he's, and, I'm, and I'm proud of him. You know, it's tough for him to leave. It's going to be really weird for him to take the mound here. We faced him earlier. And he swung by the, the hallway outside the clubhouse and said hello after he pitched. And I know it was really awkward for him to mm. um, to see his ex-teammates and some of his best friends. I mean, Garrett Cole is one of his best friends in the world. And, right. and his time with Strami and me, and, and we, we just all have great connections with him. And so then when he's going to walk in this building, you know, there's going to be a lot of emotion for him. And I hope it makes him maybe lose a few walks in the first inning. Maybe we get a couple runs before he settles in because yeah. once he – is in attack mode. He's as good as anybody we, we've had. I want to touch uh, on something on Sunday's game. A couple of things. And one of them is Framber Valdez. It, I would imagine for you, it was a, a bit of a roller coaster this first two and a half innings, uh, watching him struggle just enough. But Strami goes out there a couple of times. He writes the ship. And uh, at the end of the day, you look up and, and he is a guy. I mean, he's a guy that can really get out good hitters. 
What is that like for you, though? Yeah, no, I mean, it's tough because we, we also had limited pitching. I wanted to stay away from a lot of different guys uh, going into the off day and, and also just, just the, the, the fatigue level that we had. And so I didn't really want to go to the bullpen and have seven or eight innings come out of there. So it was important for him, you know, for himself. He's, he's fighting to, to stay relevant on our team, and he wanted to make a good impression. I saw, I saw him being a little bit nervous and, and, and not, not relaxed enough to throw the ball where he wanted to. And then when he was able to corral himself, he started to realize they're not hitting him. They're not really putting the ball in play that hard. He, he does have some escapability when, it, when he gets, gets in trouble. But it was huge for our team and huge for him to be able to come out of that with a really, really good outing. It's, you know, I oftentimes talk about guys getting beat up and they pitch better than their line. You know, he, he kind of escaped a bad line by, by a couple pitches um, in, in, in with the bases loaded and no outs, and all of a sudden his outing looks really good. Yeah. So hopefully he settles in and, and, and sat on Saturday against Toronto, he, you know, he will be better from the very beginning. But uh, great performance in the end after after settling down. The other guy I wanted to ask you about was Josh Reddick, who had a multi-hit game there, and he struggled offensively. Uh, but his first at bat, here, here's what I wanted to mention. His first at bat, he pops up in the infield with the runner on, and he's frustrated. I understand that, but he sprints as hard as he can mm-hmm. to first base. And I don't think I've rooted for somebody more in his second AB uh, to get a hit mm-hmm. because of what he did in that first at bat. He's just like that, isn't he? He is. He plays the game hard, and yep. he plays right. He's a, a lot of what, what our heart and soul is by how we play. He's yeah. very edgy on the bench, and you can imagine if he's edgy in a normal day how he is when he's struggling the way he has for the last month or two. But he, you know, he'll stay in there and, and hang in there and compete and and he's always fighting the good fight. And then when he has a couple of hits and he contributes like that, there were a lot of guys that were really happy for him. He's he's worked hard to, um, you know, to, despite his nickname of Mr. Irrelevant, he tried to stay relevant and be good at the bottom of the order. And when we get him going against right-handed pitching, he rolls the lineup over into, into Springer and Altuve again, and, and it makes for a dynamic lineup. So we need red. And we need him to be good, and, and that was a good start. And you get Aledmis Diaz back for this. He's mm-hmm. off the IL. He comes in. Uh, Miles Straw goes back down. But how do you want to use Aledmis? Yeah, he's going to play around. I'll move him around as a utility infielder. He'll play third tomorrow. He may play first or second on um, on the day game on on Thursday. Uh, so we'll get him a couple games here. He'll play a game or two in Toronto, and I'll just keep using him as a utility infielder. He may see a little bit of time in the outfield, but for the most part, uh, I want to use him as that backup infielder, kind of, kind of Swiss Army knife. Uh, you know, play him at any time, anywhere. You know, for the next few weeks until uh, until we expand rosters. And one last thing about the Tampa Bay Rays team: you guys have not seen them since the first series of the year. When you look at their offense, what comes to mind first? Um, well, they're balanced. You know, they have some lefties and, and righties in there. They they do put the ball in play. They're an active team. We got to be careful for the safety squeeze and the okay. and the runner starting and they. They will, they will, they will play. You know, very analytically sound with their decision making. Cash will, will play the infield in early like I do. He will, he will start runners like I do. He will, you know, he'll do a lot of things to put pressure on the opponent. That we're going to have to be a, a ready for everything, uh, given how this. They, going into this series, you expect low scoring, um, ninety feet matters type of approach. All right, AJ. Good luck tonight. Thank you, Sparky. Back with more Ash Lunch right after this. Justin Verlander has one of the most dominant arms in the game. With a commanding curve and an unparalleled fastball, Swing and a miss. every start is history in the making. Gives him 200 strikeouts for the year. In Houston, everybody loves JV Day. 
On Saturday, September 7th, all fans will receive a Justin Verlander bobblehead presented by Chevron. For tickets, visit Astros.com slash promotions. Robert Ford joined by Dwayne Stats, the longtime broadcaster for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays on television. And uh, a lot of people may not realize this, but you actually started your uh, Major League Baseball play-by-play career in Houston with the Astros play-by-play guy here, 1977 to 1984. Uh, I know you had done some minor league baseball before that. Uh, how did you wind up getting to Houston and getting the job with the Astros in 77? Well, I grew up an Astros fan, but grew up in the Midwest. Uh-huh. And radio, the power of uh, radio at night, I think had everything to do with that. Listening to uh, Gene Elston and mm-hmm. uh, Lowell Pass and Eventually, Harry Callis said at one point, fascinated, a a nine-year-old kid, and so I followed that club, uh, wrote letters, and um, as fate would have it, uh, did my first Major League game with Gene Elston, who uh, was gracious enough to uh, return letters to, at that time, probably a 10, 11, 12-year-old kid, and and that started the whole process. So I have to... um, thank and blame Gene probably at the same time. (laughs) So what was it like working with, I mean, this is an experience I've certainly never had. Uh, I never worked with any broadcasters that I grew up idolizing. What was it like working with a broadcaster that you grew up listening to and you grew up idolizing? I've been very fortunate that way. Uh, Gene obviously was a major factor in in my life as a kid growing up and as a broadcaster. Uh, I think think his style you know, we steal uh, from everybody in this business, right. and, I, and I know that there's some of Gene and me. I grew up uh, listening and eventually working with Harry Carey and uh, Tony Kubek, and, uh, and I listened to Jack Buck, uh, a little bit of Bob Prince. And so I, I think all of those guys are in there somewhere, and I'm grateful they are. And now with the Rays, you've been with the Rays since since the team started in, in 1998, and this is a team that is competing for a wild card spot, uh, tied with the A's right now. This Rays team, when you look at them, I mean, a lot of injuries, but you guys have been able to withstand a lot of that to this point. Yeah, there's no question about that. Uh, they have, I think, in the minds of a lot of people, been a surprise team, particularly uh, in the East, which traditionally has been maybe the toughest division in the American League. That varies from year to year and era to era, but it's a it's a tough neighborhood to live in, as the uh, as the Rays have found out through the years. Uh, I think everybody on this team has spent time on the injured list, with the exception of uh, well, three guys, and one of them is pitching tonight, Charlie Morton. And to be where they are really is is a great story in baseball. Uh, you know, it really truly is the the little engine that could. Uh, they do it with, uh, comparatively speaking, a microscopic payroll. Uh, as as the Astros are steeped in analytics, the Rays uh, may very well have been the first team to do that. And uh, I like to think that they take the analytical side and, and maybe mix it with some of the, the traditional baseball. Uh, they have truly been a, a fun team to watch. Young guys get an opportunity to show the talent they've had. And they have seen... Uh, great success in that in that way of building a ball club and we're going to see they're going to be tested here with the Astros who are uh, perhaps the powerhouse to deal with right now 
And you mentioned Charlie Morton starting tonight for the Rays. Of course, we got to know him really well in Houston the last couple of years. Got the final out of the World Series in 2017. He's just, I know you've gotten, I'm sure you've gotten to know him a little bit. He, he's one of the most fascinating people I've not just met, not just in baseball, but ever. Have, have you found a, had a similar experience? Absolutely. Number one, uh, he's a real human being. You know, people ask you all the time, what are players like? You're around them all the time. And, and, and some are good, some are not so good, and all, all in between. Uh, Charlie is, is uh, you know, one of the better ones. You know, I, I, I want to say one of the best. I, the best, there's probably only one best. But, right. but he is great. Uh, I, I, I love his approach. Uh, there's a humanity about him that I think um, that it'd be great if we could, if we could show the humanity in, in half of the baseball players who play the game today. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any ego in him, as you well know, mm-hmm. but there's this great drive to pursue perfection and be absolutely as good as you can be. And so if any common, if there is a common man walking the streets today, uh, he would be the player in the major leagues to represent him. Dwayne Stats. Tampa Bay Rays television broadcaster. Always good to catch up with you. Thanks for joining us. It's great to be with you and great to be back in Houston. Let's take a look around Major League Baseball as teams race for the pennant brought to you by Apache. Apache Corp. Exploring what's possible. Well, things tightening up in the uh, American League wild card race as both Tampa Bay and Oakland tied for that second wild card spot. The Indians lead uh, for that first wild card and the A's, they're currently playing in Kansas City, blew out the Royals in yesterday's ball game and, and playing pretty well right now. Astros, of course, that's a team that is behind them in the American League West. It seems like who's going to be healthy. Uh, I, I think I know what Tampa Bay Rays are going to do in September. They're just going to call up a lot of pitchers, mm-hmm. have a lot of openers in those games, and, and just kind of cross their fingers that Blake Snell and Tyler Glasnow both get healthy to, to help them out along the way. So we know they're going to play a lot of four-hour games in September. They don't care what they do just to get into the playoffs. And then they'd, they'd be very dangerous because they have a lot of weapons uh, to get the job done. Uh, Cleveland and Oakland are just really good teams. They're good teams. Cleveland took a hit with Jose Ramirez, their third baseman, going down on the IL, probably lost for the rest of the season. So uh, my money's on Oakland and Tampa to get to the, the the finish line as far as the wild cards go. Big drives, dramatic putts, and great fun with friends. Tickets for the 2019 Houston Open are on sale now. Ticket options for this year's event held at the Golf Club of Houston on October 7th through 13th include daily general admission tickets, week-long tickets, and premium ticket packages. Make your plans now to take part in one of the PGA Tour's premier events. Visit HoustonOpenGolf.com to find tickets and all the info on this year's event. Come for the golf. Stay for the party.